I feel is that everything that you're involved in, whether it's business or technology or um, what career path you're going to take or interpersonal relationships or your home life or your community, it all leads back to the environment. What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo. This is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And before I jump into all the things that are happening, I would love to ask you all that's listening, if you can, if you have not yet, please subscribe on any of the podcast apps that you listen to. And if you feel moved, leave us a review. Because if you do that, and I don't know why I say us, leave me a review. If you do that, it really helps get this put out in front of more people because then Spotify is like, oh, people are paying attention to this. They like it. Same thing with iTunes, Google Play, all that stuff. Even if you just feel like saying, hey, we're going to give Joe a five-star review because we like his late-night radio voice. Seriously, though, if you can like, subscribe, review, it really helps get this out in front of more people. And if you enjoy what I'm talking about, the things that me and my guests are sharing, or my Sunday morning coffee talk sessions, share them with your friends. You can totally go into all of your favorite apps. There's typically little buttons. You click the little buttons, you'll get an option to share, and then you can send it to your Instagram story. You can send it to your Instagram page. You can send it to Facebook or text it to a friend. If maybe I'm, you know, chatting about something and you think, you know, my friend Bob would really enjoy it. You can share it right from the app. I would really appreciate any help I can get in getting the word out to the people of the world that this podcast is actually happening. Thank you. Now with that, I'll try to go really quick. If you're listening to this on Thursday, the day it's released tomorrow night, Friday, the 13th, super spooky and full moon. Totally joking. I love Friday the 13th. Don't think they're spooky at all. But it is also the harvest, full harvest moon, which is great. I will be teaching a Kundalini workshop at the Healing Fields from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. called Creatively Manifesting Your Life. It's a lot of fun. We're going to move our bodies, connect with our breath. Obviously, we're going to sing some songs. We're going to set intentions to start moving in the direction of your passion, your purpose, your bliss, and whatever that might mean for you. And if you want to know more, you'll just have to come to the workshop tomorrow night. It's only $20. If $20 is too much, just let me know. And I'm also suggesting if you are just going to show up, bring $20 cash. It'll make things much easier to get everything rolling and everyone in the door. Along with that, on September 20th, the following weekend, I am at Nectar Yoga in Phoenixville teaching Punch Fear in the Face. Punch fear in the face. That's right, we're going to punch our fears. With love, obviously, another two-hour Kundalini workshop where we will be releasing and letting go of our fears that are actually holding us back from the passion, the purpose, the bliss. You know, the silly stories that the mind makes up. On September 21st, I am at the Shine Yoga Fest at Shine Power Yoga in New Jersey, and I'll be teaching from 1040 to 1140, a quick hour shot of Kundalini, lots of fun. And I would say just come to the whole day of the festival. I wanna say tickets are only $40. I'm almost positive for the whole day of yoga. That's incredible. So I highly suggest if you're around and you need something to do on the 21st, 
Come to Shine Power Yoga in New Jersey and get your yoga on. It will be a great day. Along with that, if you are in the Philadelphia area, every Wednesday night from 6 to 7, I am at Yoga Brain in East Falls doing an hour Kundalini class. I try to squeeze in a little meditation at the end. Always fun, always silly, always Kundalini, always different. If you're like, Joe, I've never done Kundalini yoga. I don't, I don't know what it's about then just come. You can Google it. You'll probably get freaked out because you'll be like, oh man, do I have to wear a turban and wear white and grow a beard? You don't. You just have to show up with an open heart and be ready to have a good time. So that's every Wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m. And I think that's all the announcements that I that I have. Also, one other thing. I am doing more life coaching, creativity coaching, manifestation coaching, and I'm looking for one to two or three people that want to explore this with me. I'm just getting into it, so all of the rates are much, much lower, pretty much on a sliding scale. Um, almost if you were going to a community acupuncturist. It would be on a sliding scale based on what you make, what you wanna do, how many sessions we'll set up. But if you're interested, if you really feel that you, you want to start moving in the direction of your passion, your purpose, your bliss, and you would like to work with me in a way that we can develop a plan, we can sit down, we can talk, and you will obviously then have to do the work on making these things come into your life. But I will be there by your side to talk with every week, every other week, hold you accountable, be your coach, be your cheerleader, be your support, and really keep you accountable to keep moving in that direction. And to show you that it, it it's scary, yes, but it's not that scary so if you would like to all sessions are handled remotely um, first session is free 30 minute consultation just to chat to see if we would actually be a good fit because you know we may have that talk and just be like yeah we just don't vibe together or we might be in you know that 30 minutes conversations and 10 minutes in we're like yeah let's do this this is gonna be awesome so if you're interested in anything like that please reach out send me an email joe at joelongphotography.com whole bunch of other things will be coming really soon. I can't wait to tell you about that. Again, if you're enjoying anything that you're hearing in these podcasts, please subscribe and please like and leave a comment, a review, leave five stars, share it with your friends. I really appreciate it. And I will be back on Sunday with a quick coffee talk with me. have no idea what we'll be talking about on Sunday but I'm sure it'll be fun and exciting. Now kick back and enjoy this conversation with my good friend, Christopher Cohn. What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo. This is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. I'm sitting on my couch again this week with my good friend, Christopher Cohn. Hello, everyone. Chris um, is a Pilates teacher, a yoga teacher, an artist, a thinker, a spiritual man, living his truth. Yes, I, I am here trying to do all those things in service. In service. Chris and I go way back, and, and I'll, I'll just start with this. Chris made great pants for men, and I still want some more of them. <laughs> um, one of Chris's many skills is fashion design, um, and I think every time we talk, I say, hey, seriously, man, can I got some pants. <laughs> I, I don't know what I, like. I keep clothes for like these pants are from 2012. 
Yeah. And, you know, they last. Lulu, people will complain about Lulu, I, yeah. but they last. And I don't know what even happened to the pants that I had that you made. Because I keep shit forever. Yeah. Like, I wonder where... How do you lose pants? I don't know. Maybe it's like socks in the dryer. Right. They but disappear. Anyway, so really quick, tell us, who is, who is Christopher? So I am here in Philly, and um, I teach... So I'm known a lot in the community for teaching Pilates, and, and that's a lot of what I do. I teach yoga also, and I do it both um, in group settings and with uh, privates private instruction and the private instruction also then leads into a lot of um, <clears throat> one of my clients the other day said he was trying to describe to one of his friends what he does in private sessions with me and he said well basically Christopher takes me through these Pilates exercises and we do some yoga um, as well practice some yoga and then he also helps me with every aspect of my life mm. like he is a business coach and then he talks about relationships and then he also helps me guide me through like family issues so it's like so when you sorry not, i yeah, don't mean sure. to cut you off but i'm, I'm really curious when you me being joe if sure. i want to come and do work with you is it we're gonna do do i sign up for just some private pilates classes or are you actually, you can do Pilates class and I'm just going to have to happen to give you a whole bunch of wisdom or is it a separate package, Pilates and wisdom or, you know what I mean? Like life coaching or whatever right. you want to call it. How, how does that work? So it's right now, it's just basically set up that you, you show up for privates and it's mostly around Pilates and yoga, just because I haven't set myself up in marketing or whatever, putting mm -hmm. it out there, how to frame it exactly. Because I don't really have a coaching um, certification and it's not necessarily coaching per se. And although there is some coaching involved there, right. it's more kind of like you show up and we start like, okay, what are some goals that you want to get involved with in this practice, whatever we're doing? Mm -hmm. And then I begin to ask you, how are things going? And so what happens is with all the training that I've done and the person that I am, the training, in fact, from my parents and growing up too, I'm able to create space for people mm -hmm. in this element that I show up and I'm like, what are you doing in your life? How are things going? And within five minutes, I've had people tell me, they're, I've never told anybody this in my life, but right. this is going on or that's going on. So I tend to create space for people to show up for themselves, to be truthful and authentic. And then that expresses in any possible way and direction that we want to go. Mm -hmm. So basically, you show up for these classes thinking that it might be some physical exercise. The next thing you know, we're doing the physical exercise, but then we're also talking about maybe like your career direction and what you want to do in your life. Right, right. And the reason why I ask is because I've literally just been going through a whole reorganization with my life and right. everything that I'm doing with it. And realizing that there were aspects of my photography that I was doing that in as well, both creatively and just coaching someone on a personal level. Sure. But then someone brought it to my attention and was like, you know, you're giving a whole bunch of stuff away for free. Mm -hmm. And I love helping people in that way. But when you realize that what we're giving is has value to it and that we may be struggling 
to pay some bills sometimes and we're giving so much value away. Yeah. So I just decided to finally take the time to sit down and actually restructure the way I'm presenting myself as a business out into the world. So I was just curious if it was, you know, separate. And some of the stuff, I literally have a life coaching call this afternoon about doing a life coaching certification program. Yeah, I've been thinking about that And as I just well. feel so, like, my heart wants to do that. Sure. A lot. And I have some people that I am coaching that have grown from this, from having a camera in my hand. Yeah. But I want more knowledge and even though there isn't a specific life coaching certification governing body there's two of them that are popping up and this organization is with them i'm just like i want to have more knowledge to do what i feel i've been put on this planet to do yeah i totally agree with you you know but i love that you know that it's just like here you're going to come and do pilates and i'm going to give you so much more which is great your clients must really love you <laughs> Sometimes, yes. So there's this one group that I work with, and I remember the one person, she walked in, she sat down, and she was real quiet. And I said, How are things going? She said, Well, I'm just a little nervous. And I said, Why are you nervous? And she said, Well, some of the other people told me that just be prepared to cry. And I said, Be prepared to cry. She said, Yeah, they said that you really help like bring these things out in our lives. And we think about the things that are there that we want to express and talk about, but there's never anyone that we can really feel that we can ultimately trust because in this current world that we're in and time that we're in, the way that social media is out there and the way that we work with social media is we tend to put our entire selves out there and then there's this criticism that comes back, whether it's positive or negative. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard for people to understand their egos and where they're at in living to deal with that stuff. Hence, then we have these big problems and issues that are more kind of like mental related, sort of speak. But for me, the whole mind body is thing is one. <clears throat> you know, if you have like depression or any other kind of mental condition, that is to me, it's a sickness, just like a cold is or a virus is in the body. Right. So to me, it's we need to start looking at all these things and working them in as treating them equally. So for me, when someone shows up, I don't have any kind of judgment around whatever kind of space you're in. And I think that's why people feel so comfortable in expressing themselves with me. For me, as I've been doing this work and um, the past four years, I've had this opportunity to have a garden. Like I've always had plants in my mm -hmm. life, right? But I've had this opportunity to actually grow a garden. And I'm not by any stretch of the means like master gardener, but some people like call me that or say that there's this master garden that lives on the block, but I'm just like someone who's like, it's an experiment every year. Like sometimes stuff grows, sometimes stuff dies, right? <laughs> and for me, it's like looking back on the pictures of seeing what it was, like this just barren yard. Mm -hmm. coming up to now it's this like luscious garden where this year like hummingbirds showed up golden finches showed up another type of woodpecker showed up there's prey mantis every year now it's like just i've created this ecosystem that has popped up 
and it is beautiful, and it's right in the front of your house. Like yes. Your front lawn, which, you know, most people's front lawn is like, oh, here's a shrub. Exactly. And to have the whole front of your house be a beautiful garden space is... Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because during the summer, or from spring to fall, I should say, I have a grocery store, like, right there in the front yard. I just go out, pick whatever I want, come in, and you have food. Right. So that's really, really amazing. Um, but that leads me to the space of like what I started really acknowledging and seeing was the environment around me and how I'm living in that. Because everything for me keeps coming back to that. Right. You know, I think about my practices like, you know, where I'm at in business, what am I going to do with business? How am I going to grow my business? And then my personal life. How do I have like these great, amazing, intimate relationships? And how do I have greater um, personal relationships with friends and family also? And then I think about where everybody is in their lives. And we were, we were talking a little bit earlier before we got rolling here about um, you know, what we were going to talk about when I showed up. And I kind of, the way that I live as an Aries, I just kind of show up and I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on? Uh And I dive right (laughs) into it. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But for me, when I showed up here and we started right away talking about um, drinking water and the difference between having a filter system and having these plastic bottles that we drink out of. And for me, it leads to the filter system creates less waste. But back back to the point is that what I feel is that everything that you're involved in, whether it's business or technology or um, what career path you're going to take or interpersonal relationships or your home life or your community, it all leads back to the environment itself. Because we live as creatures, as beings, as humans in the environment. If you would take the environment away, we could not exist. And people might argue and say, well, there's people up in the the space station that's orbiting the Earth. Well, how did we build that space station but from the environment? Right. And do you really want to live in some kind of self-contained thing that's just floating around in space yeah some people do sure some but i wouldn't want to be one of those people and most and most people i think don't Mm -hmm. so for me leading back to everything coming to this space of the environment and like where we're at if you look in most of the you know all of these old stories mythology ancient stories whatever they are <clears throat> is that they're all leading to the space of origins in some beautiful garden or paradise. Right. And that we somehow are the gardeners or farmers of that paradise. And for me, if you look at all these stories and we lead back to that space, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> of talking about creating that waste between having the plastic bottles every day or a filter system that actually is creating cleaner water than what's in that plastic bottle. Mm -hmm. Because if you look and you go and you do research and you see the tests that are done on the water in these plastic bottles, just enlighten yourself and take a look at what's really in that water mm-hmm. as compared to what is in a what is in a like actual filtered system water. Right. And you might be a little surprised, right? So that being said, 
when I realized lately, like I don't really follow up on the news too much now because it's to me is like I do not want to be pummeled with negative um, conversations constantly all the time. I already know that there are devastating storms, that there are incidences where people will kill one another, where there are fires that burn down where you know homes or schools where there's war where there's famine i know that exists Mm -hmm. i don't need someone sitting on a screen or in my ear telling me over and over again this is the way life is because for me sure that's in life but there's so much more if we're so concerned and like in that space of negativity mm-hmm. of course we're going to go in and we're going to chop the trees down and we're going to burn down one of the most amazing incredible forests that are left on the earth once that is burned for four to five generations we will never see that yeah. again once it is gone it's gone and i love when someone cuts down a giant tree that has been living for hundreds of years and then they plant another tree and their argument is, well, I just planted a tree. Right. That tree that you cut down represents maybe a thousand trees. So if you want to contribute, you plant a thousand trees to every tree, ancient tree you take down. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have a conversation. Right, right. I was, I don't know who I was talking to about this, but the thought came out with like, the people that are doing this, I, I it's totally greed based all around you know, how much profits are we going to get for whatever, you know, we're using that land for. I'm like, don't they have kids? Aren't they worried about their kids or their grandkids? Like, I was, when that thought came to me, I was so blown away by the idea of being filled with that much greed that you don't care about your children or your children's children. Because that's who it's going to affect. Yeah. You know, and I look at our our president, he has a very young son. Yeah. You know, maybe, I don't know, 15 or younger. Mm-hmm. Like He's going to experience the, the effects of this. And to think that we're going to live in a bunker or like try to go to Mars is just ludicrous. Sure. You know, like it's like literally killing everything. So as we were talking, I quick ran upstairs and I grabbed this book, The Ancient, um, Ancient Secret, Secret, The Flower of Life. And when the book was given to me, I thought it was all about the flower of life symbol. And then once I started reading, it dove into Atlantis and what happened with Atlantis. And it's almost exactly what is happening right now. Sure. That it was this beautiful place that everything, you know, very futuristic place, like Beyond what we can even imagine existing now was yeah. existing way back in the day. Sure. And then greed got introduced and it all just started falling apart. And this beautiful Eden, like highly advanced civilization collapsed Yeah. and was literally just taken away and disappeared because of it. And we're do- like, I was reading it. And I started to feel sick because I'm like, that is exactly what we're doing. Like, we are in this beautiful place and we're just destroying it. Yes. For like eight families to make some profit. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's not even like, it's like a whole shit ton of people. 
Like it's a really small, small number of yeah. people it is. that are making more money that they could ever even spend if they wanted to spend it. Yeah. Ludicrous. Absolutely. And that's and that's and that's a that's a good point too, because when you have resources, financial resources that are unlimited, let's say, right? You don't have a thought of the environment because the homes that you own are surrounded by beautiful environments. Mm -hmm. So you have no connection into understanding the environment is being destroyed. You look out your window and you're like, what environment is being destroyed? My land is beautiful. Right. So, and, and they tend to stay out of the areas that are being destroyed. Um, but it's tending, it's so, it's, so it's, it's getting into that space of thinking for, of just rethinking for ourselves, how do we live our lives? And really looking at some truths that we've been quote unquote told over the years. Mm -hmm. That this kind of, you know, if you look at all the stories that are being told about ancient civilizations, whatever, in the past, let's say 100 years, it was always told as a fairy tale. Right. This doesn't really exist. This is something that is just beyond. And what is real is what is being taught within the space of religion and philosophy at this point. Mm -hmm. You need to listen to that because that is the real thing. But in fact, when we get into this time of Aquarius right now, even if you're not a person who is, you know, big into astrology, there's this time that we're coming to that is about bringing material and spiritual together. And it's about enlightening oneself and bringing truth to the surface. Mm -hmm. And if you notice for yourself, there's all of these elements that are being brought up everywhere about kind of ancient worlds and civilizations and what's been going on. And a lot of that has been kind of suppressed at a certain level. But it's also, it's been, if, if you don't want to use the word suppressed, it's been kind of like tucked away and hidden right. at a certain level. And so now it's being shown and we're learning about all of these things. You know, going on expeditions, digging up, going into the ocean, exploring, finding all of these monoliths pyramids all over the world so that some level there was this space of a civilization that was highly advanced technologies that they're finding that is you know incredible mm -hmm. i mean one of the things the battery of uh, i can't remember the town or city in iraq but that has been acknowledged by current academia and historians and so that in fact is just leads you down to the road of how did they have a battery back then in the day right so of course we need to start looking at all these technologies to understand the lessons that we can learn of why those those civilizations aren't around anymore mm -hmm. right and so going to that point of living in this you know this great beautiful kind of environment we do need to take care of it. We do need to start thinking about like what is important. I remember having a discussion with my dad when um, when the Chinese government lifted the one-child rule. I got really nervous, mm -hmm. and a lot of people around me started talking, and they were saying, "Well, that that seems fair enough. People should be able to have as many kids as they want." My thought was, if you take a billion kid or a, um, a billion people. Right, and let's say we even have like, let's let's say a hundred million families, right? 
and you take 100 million families and they have one kid. That's 100 million people that you're adding to the planet. Mm -hmm. And you let them have as many kids as they want. Let's say that turns into 500 million. The strain on the resources and the environment is going to be devastating. And there's a lot of talk, even even in like the community of motivational speaking or yoga, all of these communities, they also talk about this endless amount of abundance mm -hmm. that's around and this endless amount of resources that is around, right? So of course the earth is this living thing that is constantly creating and making these things over and over and over again. But the thing is, is that like any virus or bacteria, it can eat away at the host and kill it. Mm -hmm. If we do not understand that there's a certain pace that we have to have, that's what's going to happen once again. And this has been shown over and over and over again through the archaeological digs that we have been through these, through these periods of, whether it was a catastrophe that was natural, that was from space somewhere, or that we created it. Mm -hmm. It's there. Right. So, and that leads me back to this, this point also that I made um, earlier, is that, you know, you can talk about all these various things, which I think is really important to talk about. Don't get me wrong. I think it's really in talk, important to talk about economics. Right. And how th there's a certain element of like we talk about we're in a capitalistic country. Okay. Well, are we truly living capitalism? Because capitalism, if you go back to its origins, is dictated by the market. Right. The market dictates the economy, whereas now the market is, is not dictating the economy, but a small group of companies and a small group of investors are dictating the direction of the economy. Right, which is to kind of circle back to the book is pretty much exactly what happens in the way that they explain it in this book, what happened in the, the time of Atlantis. Right. That it went from this beautiful place where everyone was contributing and probably more of a socialistic type you know, economy environment. And then all of a sudden it became controlled by a very small group of people right and that's what what we're seeing right now yeah like, i don't know if you've ever saw it's like a a clip of all the news clips from one day from all over the country mm, i don't think and so it, all it is it's different people all over oh. the country saying the same exact thing yes and it's just like this is not even news anymore like so this is total programming <clears throat> No matter what channel you turn on. And it was like Fox, it was NBC, but it was like whatever that main headline for the day was, every single station everywhere across the country was putting that same message out. So that happened in the past couple years um, since the new administration got in. <clears throat> Excuse me. What it, one of the things that happened with the new administration, so there's a couple really important points when this new administration got in. And this is really important too, that people really need to understand, right? Like there is so much weight and thrown on this one man, uh -huh. right? That everybody complains about. This one man, it's his fault, he's, he's a problem, he's the issue, right? But what we're not talking about is that the over, he has actually very little control. It's the rest of the institution of government 
mm-hmm. that it's actually creating the direction we're going in. And it's not just one-sided because the other side also has a big deal to do with it too. And that's really, really important because we actually need to get to a true democracy, which is a multi-party, not a bi-party system, Mm -hmm. right? So we need to get other parties in there. Like, I truly believe that the conservative Christians should have their own party. They should talk about, they should be able to talk about their issues that they have. Mm -hmm. They should be able to bring as much religion as they want into the issues. Let them. If they want to do that, because there are other ideas out there that don't hold those values. Right. Right. But to me, all of these different groups have a similarity in wanting to move forward and better things. Right. So, so, so the point is that it's not just one person, it's multiple people. Right. And a group of people, the direction we're going in. So they created this space, right? For these, this is where we're getting out of capitalism, where we're getting into these, these great conglomerations that own multiple levels of multiple industries, right? Mm-hmm. Like, as far as I'm concerned, like a farming business should have no business in owning any kind of news outlet, right? Right. They should focus on farming and news should focus on news. So what happened is all of these news, like the government allowed these purchases of all of these news outlets to go through. And then what happened is because all of those news outlets were owned by the same person, the same group, they were given the script. And if they refused not to read the script, you can find another job somewhere else. Right. And there's someone standing and, right behind you ready to read that story. And because they owned all the major news, because they do own all the major news outlets all over from city to city, what are you going to do? If you're a news broadcaster and you don't agree with it, well, let me just go to the next city down. Well, you can't do that because you have to do the same thing. Well, let me go to the next city. Well, you can't do it there either. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're stuck with having to do a certain thing, right? And to me, that is a real important issue that if we are forced into doing something, we are no longer living in a democracy. Well, right. And it's not even freedom. It's like this false exactly. freedom that we're just presented. Oh, no, you're totally free. Yeah. But everything that's coming at you is totally created and force-fed to you. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that I really do enjoy about like this space of podcasts and YouTube, like that there is this small little space for people like us to sit down and have a conversation like this and put it out there, yeah, with the hopes that people will hear it and be like, "Oh shit, you should hear this conversation and share it," you know. And I think there is a shift, like there are people that are waking up and realizing that and starting to put good quality content out into the world but it's how do you bust through that television yeah you know that's been in people's lives for so long and it just they will believe if it you know if you're a republican you're going to fox news if you're a democrat you're going to cnn and we can literally just sit here and go back and forth and both of them are like owned by the same people yeah And, and and it's so amazing right that the stories that they put up are the stories they put up, right? Mm-hmm. And no one, no one knows 
right? If you go out into the general public and you ask, like, what is what is one of the most important, valuable issues that is going on right now that people don't know about is the issue of control of Greenland. Mm. Nobody knows about it. Right. Because Greenland is like, what the, it's like, what is Greenland? It's just like a big block of like chunky nothingness. But actually it's one of the most important and valuable mineral resources on the globe. And it is strategic as well. And it's now being contended over between China, um, Russia, and the United States. Mm -hmm. But nobody knows about this. And this is right at our back door. Right. So, and it leads back to the important environmental issue too. Because what will happen is they will get in there and they will strip the entire island bare of its mineral resources and everything else. Once again, going into the environment and taking from the environment and not giving back at all. It's like this inability to understand sharing. Right. Right. So when I was younger, you know, I just had this conversation with my dad too, is when I was younger, like we were always taught how to share. And I remember being a little kid, like screaming, kicking and screaming, like, I don't want to share with my brothers and sisters or anybody else. Like, this is mine. I want it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, but it was a valuable lesson of understanding how you, when you share, you're actually contributing to yourself and your, and your own well-being also, which right. is really, really important. Because once you're well-being and you feel better about yourself, you start contributing to others around you and you want to have an environment and a community that is cleaner. Right. You know, I drive through Philadelphia. I, so so in, in my work that I do, I'm on the road two to three hours a day. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I've learned these little secret ninja ways to get around the city. Uh-huh. And they go through neighborhoods where not everyone understands or even is, like they don't understand the value of cleaning up trash from the tr- street. Right. And that includes not just the people living there, but the actual city government as well. Mm-hmm. Like to me, if there's a city that, or if there's a street that has a lot of trash on and nobody's doing anything about it, well, the city needs to step in and clean that up because it's their responsibility because it's their city. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like, oh, it's the citizen's responsibility. No, it's your responsibility. Right. Like you are the municipal controlling here. You need to get in and clean it up. If there was a fire, a house burning down, you would send a fire department to clean it up, wouldn't you? If there was a shooting, you would send a police department to, to stop it. But if there's trash piling up everywhere, that creates a environment for bacteria and virus to grow, to spread sickness and disease in the city. I mean, the Black Plague was from that exact thing. Mm-hmm. Trash being left around, rats, mice, fleas, mites coming in, spreading disease. Like, we need to start cleaning up the trash from the streets, too. Because there's the disease, too, that is what I talked about and mentioned earlier, which is that mental aspect, the mental and emotional aspect. Mm -hmm. Like, I will tell you what. You throw trash on the street that you live on, wherever you are, leave it there for a month and see how you feel. Don't pick it up. Mm -hmm. Just get everybody to throw your trash out there and don't pick it up for a month. Let me know how you feel after a month. Let me know how you feel after two weeks. Let me know how you feel after a week. <laughs> right? So it's this, this, this aspect of like, like I said, all of these things are really important. Like mindfulness is super important. 
Like, get yourself rooted in the moment in your life. Stop living in the past. Stop thinking and planning about the future all the time. I'm not saying both of them are not important to think about and consider, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's important to consider the lessons you've learned in your life. And it's important to structure and have some kind of plan with the future. But if we're so stuck in that, we're not living our life in the moment. Right. Right. And also like yoga and, you know, the, the practice, all of the elements of yoga are important from diet, food and herbs and health down to movement and meditation, self-study. Like what you tell me what class yoga classes are out there here in this country that are consistently talking about self-study and self-observation, which is one is one of the yamas and niyamas. And that is part of one of the eight limbs of yoga. Mm-hmm. You tell me who, what teachers out there in like, and sitting down and saying, so let me, let me talk about self-observation and study. One of the things that I do with people, so in, in, in a privates, a lot of people say, well, I want to change the way that I eat. How do I do that? What kind of food should I eat? Mm-hmm. The first thing I have them do is I say, so just observe. What are you eating in your life? When are you eating? How much are you eating? Where are you getting the food from? Who's cooking it for you? How, like, what are the conditions that you're eating in? Is it fast? Is it slow? Do you spend an hour or five minutes? Are you outside, inside, in a big room with more people by yourself? Observe and notice your life. Like, what are you really doing? Right. But that's so hard for it's... people just to sit and observe. There was, you know, Jay Shetty. Have you heard of Jay, Jay no. Shetty? So he, he has a, a podcast called On Purpose, and it's like the biggest health and wellness podcast. And he'll like take scientific studies right. and then intertwine them with like ancient wisdom and like kind of meld it all together. Mm-hmm. And these like little videos. He used to be a monk. Anyway, one of his videos, he talks about a study they did on uh, silly humans. And they took a group of men and women and asked people, would you rather sit by yourself alone with nothing for 15 minutes or get shocked yeah physically shocked Whoa. with electricity wow okay 65 percent of men chose to get shocked 35 percent of women <laughs> chose to get, take the shock instead of just sitting alone by themselves wow like, i can't i can't do it shock me instead that's great like that's that. so yes our environment is this huge thing but how do how do I hate to say, like, how do you wake people up? Because I think it's all about, like, we have to be the example. Like, I can't tell you stop doing that because it's not going to do anything. But it's like, what can really happen to get people to start to be okay with themselves? And to be in the moment? Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. This is what you do. Check this out. This blows my mind all the time. Right. You take the environment, for example, right, the environment that I first, when I moved into the place that I moved into, the environment was a bare yard, the backyard was beat up weeds. And you put someone in front of that, right, Mm -hmm. and see how long they last, like, looking at it. It'll be, like, really short. They'll look at the yard and be like, this is a bare yard with a couple, like, little scraggly bushes and weeds. Like, all right, I'm done. Uh And it's, like, really quick. Like maybe not even 30 seconds. Now, you take people in front of what I have there now, this garden, 
And I find people staring at this thing for like half an hour. Like without even like they could be on a frantic walk with their dog mm -hmm. to like get the dog to use the bathroom so that they can get back to their house doing whatever. And they walk in front of my spot and all of a sudden they stop. And they just look and they breathe and they get into the moment of what their existence really is. Right. Because they see life growing in this way that is just natural mm -hmm. it's just growing out of the ground it's creating fruit and flowers and there's all kinds of nature there's birds and insects around it and you start looking and you start seeing these little tiny things and you're like oh my gosh look at that over there look at this little bud look at how the flower like blooms look at that look at that praying mantis and that insect over there watch that bird fly in you're in the moment all of a sudden mm -hmm. so when you create an environment around you Right. People get into the moment. So Philadelphia. Right. I don't know if people know this. It was it is the first green city. It back in the day when it was first developed, it was developed to have parks inside the city mm -hmm. every so many blocks. And in these and so there's remnants of it now, which is Rittenhouse, Logan Square, Washington Square. I think there's a couple other. I can't remember the big ones. But also there's other little ones that you can see around. Mm -hmm. So it was specifically built to have these nature parks in there so that people in city life can experience nature. That was its purpose. And there's an important purpose for that. Because also when this form of government was created, the, the founding fathers actually went into the woods with the indigenous people sat down and learned how the indigenous people governed themselves. Mm -hmm. And they took those lessons and brought them back and incorporated them into this way that we live. So getting back to the environment, if you have these parks all around you, people stop, even in their busy, crazy days, even if it's for a minute, that's enough. Right. It, I'm sure you... If you were in the city yesterday, you saw the sunset. Yeah. Witnessed the sun yeah. yesterday. So Stella and I just luckily went out for a walk around that time. And it was, as soon as I walked out the door, I was amazed by the light because it was pink yeah. and orange. Like it was just this really phenomenal, wasn't golden. It was like this pink, orange, orange light. And as we walked up around the corner and I got to a street where I can actually see the sky... Like I did like five Instagram stories because I was just blown away by I'm like, you have to see this. Right. And as I was doing it, people were coming out of their house. Yeah. Because like this pink orange light was starting to shine in. And, like we have to and like I'm doing this story and this woman walks out and I'm like, this is beautiful. She was like, I had to come out of my house to see what was going on because it was so intensely beautiful yeah and there were cars literally pulled over <laughs> on the side of, now granted everyone had their cell phone out and was like doing taking instagram pictures. stories or yeah. taking pictures but it at least it stopped people yeah in their tracks to take a moment and look up yeah and it i mean it was one of the be most beautiful sunsets i've seen all summer yeah and i don't know why maybe it was from the storm or whatever but it was so insanely beautiful yeah well, we are coming into, so this time, like spring and fall, mm -hmm. like the way that the angle of the earth with the light from the sun 
comes into the atmosphere, it creates these moments. Uh-huh. It's kind of like the um, aurora borealis. Uh-huh. It's that same, like the, the angle of the light that comes in, it doesn't happen during the summer and it doesn't happen during the winter. It's only at these moments where the earth is shifting and changing uh-huh. its rotation. That those are those amazing moments and incredible moments. Too. And it was like I literally said, I was like, I am so thankful to be yeah. alive right now and to be outside experiencing this. Yeah, you know, like I love my big tree, but I doubt that that pink orange light would have like been shining in enough to get my attention to go outside. Yeah, but for the people that had that light, I was. It made me happy just seeing people literally walking out of their house and looking up at the sky. Yeah. And not because there was a fire or anything, just because of nature. Yeah. It was beautiful. So back to your point about it's hard for people to t- to get into the space of being in the moment in their lives mm-hmm. because it's challenging. I totally agree with you. Like when I when I sit in the moment of my life to see where I am right now and really get all of those spots that I'm unhappy, that I'm not active, that I'm not engaged, that I'm not authentic, that I'm not really living the life I want to live, mm-hmm. it makes me sad. It right. makes me fearful. It triggers all of these issues that come up, even to the point of me getting a little angry with myself and angry about my life. But what happens when I step into the woods and go for a hike or a walk, even if it's half an hour, like I only think about the amazing things in my life and how I can be active in my life, what I can change and how I might be able to change that and how I might be able to work with people, mm-hmm. right? I never get into those spaces and start thinking, oh my gosh, my life is a disaster and it's done with, what's the point? Right, same, like when Stella and I, you know, we typically will walk into the Wissahickon yeah. every day because there's like a nice, depending if we want to do a mile loop, or like a two mile loop, like it's right there. Exactly. And once you know we cross over Henry Ave and we're there, everything changes. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I'm not never once have I walked through those woods thinking, what bill do I have to pay? Just in the moment, and I become obsessed with the trees and just like looking up, watching yeah. the light pour through. Yeah. I forget what country, but I just saw a thing could have been Switzerland or somewhere, but some some country is actually starting to prescribe that to people. Like they go to see their doctors, like, go and spend time in nature. So so Japan has been doing it for quite some time because they in um, Japan there's so many people living in such a condensed space mm-hmm. and the, the way that the culture is that there's such a high work ethic that people will just work themselves to death literally mm-hmm. in fact they have a word i believe in japanese that it that describes that exact wow. thing so what they've started what doctors have started doing is they have started prescribing to patients um i can't remember the japanese um term but it's the interpretation is is called forest bathing mm-hmm. so they prescribe to people to go for a 15 to 30 minute hike or longer in the woods every week yeah for their mental and emotional health which then is also interpreted then too as their physical health and that in turn is involved with every aspect of your life it affects it affects the way you work it affects the way you have intimate relationships how you have relationships with family how you work and interact with culture and community around you it affects everything 
it, it, it affects what you consume and how you consume it also. So it's important, like I said, getting back to the environment and nature. Like, like I don't think of it in the sense of like tree hugging because that's not me. Right. Like I'm going to stand up and defend the forest at every every level I possibly can, but I'm not necessarily going to go and like camp out on a tree. I think that's great. I support it totally. Right. Right. I think it's really valuable, and there are people out there who absolutely love that. That is amazing. Greenpeace. There are people who will step up into that space. Go for it. I think it's great. That's not me. I take it from a different angle. Right. By talking about it with people by I, I go to everyone and, and, and show them pictures of my garden here's the first image and look at what it's built now mm-hmm. and that's that's what you can do right right and so for me it's getting back to that space of where do you exist inside of nature how do you exist inside of nature is it important to you that you know this these all these great giant um, fires are happening down in the Amazon rainforest does anybody really understand the value of the rainforest? Do they know actually that the rainforest is an important tool in the process of creating oxygen in this globe that we live in? And that if we take that away, we start losing oxygen, which then increases all of these respiratory problems. Have people noticed that there's an increase in asthma and respiratory problems? But what are we told is just take this medicine to make it better. Right. We're not told or suggested we need to start thinking about the environment and creating a healthier environment and more oxygen in here for us to breathe and live in, to have a greater balance of things. Right. So it's really, really important. And there's so many document, um, document, documentaries on the rainforest and how it's important where the Sahara Desert creates these sandstorms that then blow sand into the environment, that then cross the Atlantic, fall onto the, hit the Andes, fall into the rainforest, create fertilizer then for the rainforest, and then that goes out into the ocean, which then helps create these algae blooms that then bring these like oxygen levels into the earth. Voila, we breathe and right. live and exist. You start cutting that down, what do you do? You no longer have that. In fact, you're putting toxins, all that algae dies. You put, instead of oxygen, you put toxins in the air. And are we talking about that? No. Oh, right, because why, why would we? Because then people will actually be educated. Right. And be like, no, stop, instead. And I talked about this with, with Dave last week on the, on the podcast. It's almost as if the machine which I like to call all of the, the television programming, is literally now just pinning vegetarians against meat eaters. Yeah. Instead of everyone saying, I don't care what you eat. Exactly. We're killing everything. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. You know? Like, come together and realize how strong we would all be if we stopped being manipulated. Yes. And actually start saying, no, this is wrong. Like, you... 20 families that are doing this this is fucked up shit yeah like and again that kind of goes back like sure they can have all the money in the world and if you think you're going to go live on mars or live in some kind of space station you're not going to survive that yeah you know and it's just pure greed that is causing all of it 
and the programming is then just pitting one another against like the like the religion like my god's better than your god yeah instead of just being it's all the same yeah. and if we don't realize it we're all going to be dead because if you think the storms are bad now yeah they're just going to keep getting worse yeah and worse and it 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 also upsets me when like i wouldn't be surprised if this winter because i think the farmer's almanac is already saying that this winter is supposed to be like really intense and then you'll hear people say oh really global warming and winter's so bad yeah it's called extreme weather that's what happens you have both both ends of the spectrum it's climate change yeah it's not just we're just getting hotter everything is broken yeah and I think it's a, it's a really important and valuable thing for people to at least just educate themselves about. Like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying you need to believe one way or another. You need to take those extremes, you know. Like, I do not take an extreme on the environment where I'm like, we need to make this like a total crazy paradise. It would be interesting to have it be that mm-hmm. and how we would live in that. I think it would be really interesting, but I'm not in a space where I'm like, we, we need to all be in this like space where everything is totally equal and nothing is different. Right. Like to me, that is the monoculture, right? That's what Monsanto is all about. That's what the um, Third Reich was all about, right? It's about this mono, just flat, straight, everything's the same. So for me, it's more about having the equality is in for me is in the sense of like, I'm going to care about everybody the same. I'm going to care about all these issues the same. Like, I think I think it's it's trying to for me, it's trying to have the same understanding and the caring and compassion for either a homeless person or a billionaire or a person of any culture or a person of any belief. It's right. like, how do I find that space to open myself up and say, okay, maybe there's something in there for me to learn that I'm okay with. And I'm going to step out of my fear uh-huh. where I'm at because fear also is a sickness, just like a common cold, yeah. just like a virus. Fear is like that. You know, you, you throw fear into the, into the effect and everything starts not working. Yeah. Look at all the news that's out there. Look at all the stories that are out there. They create fear all the time. So a storm, <clears throat> a storm. if you look at the news and especially the weather, I love it now. Uh-huh. To me, I don't watch like really media. So when I turn it on, when I go to my parents, they have the TV on all the time. I sit down and I, and, and I, I watch and listen. And to me, it's like, it's like a comedy. Like watching them describe like a storm is coming in, right? So let's say there's like, Let's say there's a hurricane that's coming in, right? So they will start by first some big headline, you know, like disaster on the way. Mm -hmm. And then they will describe it as this ominous storm is coming in with its destructive power to eliminate all of the city. Right, they they're using these phrases that create such fear and panic in people that people stop thinking, and they and they stop acting in a way that is really reasonable that would actually really help them. Right. So if they just get there's a storm coming, I got it. I think it's important to understand. Well, is it a little storm or a big storm? Right. 
we don't need to make it like the next summer blockbuster no is coming through. not at all but sure but who's who's gonna watch who's gonna tune in and leave it on for 24 hours yeah you know so then they're getting all of that advertising money yes. and it really is it's just a giant movie yeah that you know it's a it's a it's a reality show now mm-hmm. that about everything that's going on and how fearful can 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 we be um, I haven't heard it. Dave uh, Hem said it. Eric Bischoff, who used to own one of the like fake wrestling things, oh, right? He did a TED talk about the similarities between his fake wrestling industry and the news and politics, and how apparently politicians literally sent consultants in to work with his organization. To figure wow. out how to create these storylines to start pushing right. in that way. Because his wrestling show was doing so well. So how can we manipulate the population? You're selling fake wrestling. Yeah. And it's a hit. How can we make everything like fake wrestling? Right. And that's all it is. It's like there's a bad guy. There's a good guy. Who? What side are you going to be on? Because yeah. people go you know, cheer on the bad guy as well sure. as people cheer on the good guy. And I'm like, that blew my mind. To think that literally our society now is pretty much based around professional wrestling. Yeah. Fake wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's crazy. It is, it is. It is crazy. And so. So just take a step like for 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 everyone, just like take a step and whatever park is close to you. Go and step into the park for a minute. Like, you don't have to go on a big giant hike. Just step in there for a minute. Uh Like 15 minutes. And see what happens for 15 minutes. Right? Or just go sit somewhere. What's that? I said, can I use my phone for 15 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) Can you look at a nature picture on the phone for 15 minutes? Yeah. So Um, turn that phone off. Turn all of that off. And just sit in nature for a minute and just get, like, start looking and noticing your life, too. Like, observe. Like, you, then do, take the judgment out of it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's not you're doing it right or wrong, just notice for yourself what you do. I started noticing, and, like, I drive like a crazy man sometimes because I'm on the road two to three hours a day. And for me, I want to get to point A as fast as I can because I want to get off the road. Uh-huh. I don't want to waste time. And sometimes I get a little aggressive with that. And so I observed and noticed, wow, I get really aggressive sometimes. Like I got, I like, I would, I want to change that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when I start getting aggressive on the road, now what I do is I take a moment and I say, it's okay to slow down and take a minute and be in this space of really being observant. And it's okay to get there maybe five minutes later. Right. Right. And so it's just observing and noticing like, I didn't think it was necessarily bad or good because it has its good and its bad sides, right. aspects of it. So it's taking that moment and just observing. Like if your life freaks you out and scares you, that's okay. Because I will tell you what, you're part of every single human being's experience. Every human being thinks their life freaks them out. Even if they say, I don't think that at all. Right. I have control of this. Like, look, I'm so super successful and like, you know, I can have anything I want. Okay. Well, let me take everything away from you and sit you in the woods for a week. Could you exist? Could you survive? Probably not. Right? So 
is there real fear there or is there not fear? Like, do you have all that stuff because you really are scared of something else? Right. Right. So, or do you have all of that stuff because you want to help people? Right. So in th- that's the other thing. If there's someone in your life right now, wherever, and it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go and volunteer at some organization, which I mean, I mean, go for it if you want to do that. I think that's fantastic and amazing. I think we, sh- we could all do that because you learn a lot from that. But if there's someone in your life, anybody who needs any kind of help with anything, mm-hmm. even if someone is, is like freaked out and they're like, oh my gosh, I cannot figure out where I want to go for coffee I could go to like 10 different places. I don't know what to do. And they're having such a dilemma about this. Help them out. Right. You know, wherever it is. Or if it's something even bigger, like I need to decide about my career. Like I want to change my career, but I'm really afraid that if I do that, I'm not going to be able to do it. Right. Like sit down and talk to them. Help a friend, help a colleague, help a family member. Just sit down and talk and listen to them. And if that scares you, the idea of talking to someone, the next time you're outside in the grocery store or doing whatever and someone walks past you, just smile at them and say hi. Yes. <laughs> See what might happen if you actually just smile and say hello to someone. Yeah. That's a great, you know, a little baby step, you know, to exactly. start. Uh, it's funny, you know, because we are tribal beings. Like we're Completely. meant to be in tribes. It's social. Yeah. And I don't even know how many of my neighbors that I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we live in this neighborhood. I have no idea the woman's name that lived next door to me. Yeah. I know Muhammad who's fixing the house next door because I see him. I'm like, hey, man, what's up? Yeah. No one else. Like there's like, and when I do see someone and wave or like say hi, they look at me like I have 12 heads for actually acknowledging their existence. Yeah. So... Say hi to and, your neighbors. And that's a that's an that's a great point. With this garden that I created, so what happened was the most insane thing to me too, is that I started creating this garden and all of a sudden a couple of my neighbors were like, Oh, this is a great interesting garden. Like, how do you do it? And I, and and for me I'm like, Well, if you want, you can help out. Mm. And all of a sudden I have, there's, I think, six or seven neighbors that are involved in this project. That's awesome. And the other really cool thing, or a couple of cool things that happened is, well, so, so one of the neighbors is like, well, I want to try growing this this year. Do you think that's okay? I was like, yeah, sure. Let's try it out and see what happens. And all of a sudden, we had strawberries this year, uh-huh. right? And then another neighbor who just moved in I, I met them on the street, and right away they asked me, they said, is there any composting in, in the area? And I said, well, it's just the backyard right here. There's a compost pile. Uh-huh. And so all of a sudden, we have this community all around this one little, it's like 17 by 17. And then I've had these experiences, a couple different really uh, quick. So my neighbor came out one day, Right, and someone was on the street in front of our garden as a backdrop, filming a commercial ha. on the street. <laughs> That's awesome. And then I was out there one day watering, <clears throat> and this car drove by, stopped, backed up, the window rolled down. This guy popped his head out and said, "I live up the block, and I just want to tell you, I'm really grateful for you 
you know, having this garden because you've totally changed the neighborhood here. And then another person who was walking their dogs stopped when they saw me and said, I just wanted to thank you because I changed the way that I walk my dogs because we walk by here every day now. And I'm so happy about coming and just seeing all this. This is amazing. Uh And for me, like, I love that. Right. And like I say, like, I'm not expert gardener farmer, right? I'm trying every year. I fail. Like last year we had this infestation of, they were called harlequin beetles. I walked out one day and the kale was just destroyed. And I was like, ah, oh, this sucks. And harlequin beetles. This year, somebody else, like someone loves kale in my neighborhood because they're the insects. You look at the kale and it looks like lace. Someone just oh. ate all of the green lusciousness. And for me, I'm like, oh, well, what am I going to do? Right. Am I going to get crazed and all pissed off and like can't stand these insects and these bugs eating all my stuff? No, I'm going to try growing it again. So, and that's what you do in life. When there's some kind of failure or something that happens, you fall on your face, just get up and try again. Right. It's hard though. It's hard for people to get up. Absolutely. I agree. We're like this society that we fail once. Nah, I failed. Yeah, you failed one time. Keep going. You know, learn from that mistake. Yeah. So thank you so much for um, stopping by, hanging out with me and Stella. Where can everyone find you? So the best thing to do and the only thing to do right now, unfortunately, is just tolastudiosatme.com. It's T-U-L-A-S-T-U-D-I-O-S at M-E.com. I'm working on my website. It's a process for me. I don't know what it is that I have with this process. <laughs> and are you on any of in the on the social platforms? Can anyone find no, you out there? That's that's part of um, moving forward with that too. Um, but hopefully, um, we'll be able to connect again and do another one of these. And for sure, and yeah, I'll have everything uh, all together. <clears throat> you know, that's part of my process is like expanding into the space of, you know, being more known. Right. with people and seeing what that really means for me you know right. as right. you know do i have to be a super leader or is it just about like communicating with people and sharing exactly. so but that's it tolastudios at me.com and if you hear this and you're like joe i really enjoyed christopher i want to connect with him let me know i'll connect you guys just yeah. shoot me a message as well absolutely well thank you so much for being here yeah thanks thanks for the uh invite i love coming here and doing this once again this is incredible and i love the the growth and expansion that uh you know you're experiencing too it's like you know when i have people in my life have these expansions and these changes and these growth it really affects me in a deeper, profound way, and it's really inspiring to me as well. So, just thank, thank you for what you do in this in this community here, also in Philly. Oh, thanks, thanks, I really appreciate it. Awesome that. and amazing. Um, all right, everyone, thank you all so much, and I will talk to you next week. Get out there and start living your best life. See you guys. <laughs>